Hey folks, Zach Osman here, IU Insider, Indianapolis Star. It is Friday, May 20th, 2022. It's uh, my father's birthday. It's also, Dustin, is it your birthday? It is. I'm 40. See? And my dad's, you know, 25. Mm-hmm. My mother in law is 70, so happy birthday, Helen Slaby. There you go. It's everybody's birthday except mine. Um, exactly. My son will still want presents. We are talking on your birthday, your mother-in-law's birthday, my father's birthday, because Trace Jackson Davis decided it was Trace Jackson Davis Day. Um, <laughs> he is coming back. I don't think at this point, Dustin, it's an enormous surprise. It felt like the wind, as much as there was wind, because I think he kept a lot of it close to the vest, but it felt like the wind was blowing in that direction. Um, mm. Obviously, he's added some, some heft to whatever NIL money he's on. We've seen the Hoosiers for good thing. It was really unfortunate and unfair timing on him that he wasn't able to participate in the NBA combine because of COVID uh, because he tested positive for COVID-19. But I don't think it's a galloping shock that he's decided to come back. I think the question for trace was always just sort of going to be what he wanted really, Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like he was, it wasn't like there wasn't an option where he was going to get paid. And it wasn't like there wasn't an option where he was going to be working with NBA experienced coaches that could help him keep improving. It was just a matter of where he wanted to do it. And he wants to do it at Indiana. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously the way I viewed it is, you know, it was his time to test the waters. I mean, his, his first two seasons, he really didn't get to do it both, you know, first year, just being the COVID year, um, you know, sophomore year, just obviously Woodson coming in, um, you know, the draft being much, much later with the calendar still being screwed up. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, and Mike Woodson being new and sort of saying, Hey, I'd, I'd, I'd like a commitment now. Uh, it would go a long way if I didn't have to wait on it. Um, so all of that came together for him um, and, and like, or, or really prevented him from really testing the waters before now I guess to this stage, and I, I think it was just he. I think he needed just to see it, just to go through the whole um, system and find out. You know, basically he had a sense of where he was supposed to go, but but have these evaluators look him in the eye and say, "This is where we see you going. This is what we like about you. This is what we don't like about you. You know, this is where we could see you get drafted, or, or you should just go back. And if you do go back, this is what you should do." I, I think it just made a lot of sense for him to test these waters, and it's a shame that he doesn't get to do it all the way. I mean, my thought was even if you know you're coming back just drag this out take take all the time that you need you know obviously don't drag it past june 1st well uh, i think particularly the combine where he could work out for everyone and test with everyone and anyone that wanted a face-to-face meeting with him could get it like that was yeah he is exactly the sort of player that the combines want to basically participate in every single minute of the combine you see some guys go there and only test or they don't Mm. you know they don't play five on five or whatever yeah, he, he was the sort of player that would want to be involved in all of it. And that's why it just felt like really bad luck. Cause I think we're, they yeah. were past the point of feeling like when you get COVID, it's because you were reckless. Like it's just, it's it just, just here, you know, and, yeah. and we I mean, have we're to not, live we're, with we're it. Not, nobody's masking anymore. Nobody's really even, you know. Yeah. Like it just, it, we're going to get these we're not little bits where there's like these sub variants that'll cause surges. And then, you know, if we're vaccinated, we'll be all right. And blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's to one side. It just like that's what it felt like was so harsh on him this week was the combine felt like sort of his, as mm. you said, whether he's staying or he's going, that was his, you know, kind it's of his okay. big moment. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it goes back to the idea of like, you know, if, if you were a junior in college and, and you, you got to interview with everybody you wanted to work for. Um, even if you weren't going to get a job that moment, even if you knew you were going to have to go back for your senior year, you would still sign up for that every single time. 
I mean, you would do it every single time you had the opportunity. I mean, that's basically what he had is a job interview with everybody to tell you. And, and basically, you know, especially because you're not coming back, you know, or there was the likelihood that he was probably coming back just to, to find out, all right, this is how far away you are. Um, and this is what you got to do to get it right. And, and this is how to, to fix that. And, and, you know, just something like that. Um, and he'd get to really show what kind of shooter he is. Cause I still don't think, you know, as much as we, we act as if um, he must have a broken shot, we really don't know. Cause he just doesn't take any. Um, and it's just a question of, will he better do that in this offense? Um, but he would have got to show it off. Obviously you saw a little video come out of Los Angeles where he was training, um, showing that he could shoot it a little bit. So, um, I think, you know, again, it's just a shame of that of saying, okay, like how much was he going to be able to move the needle? Um, you know, just with some five on five with some combined workouts, you know, that, that sort of thing, how much was he going to be able to change things for himself? Um, which would even matter a, a year from now. I mean, if, even if he was going to definitely, uh, come back, I mean, I think this combine could have helped him for the 2023 draft. Uh, so I, I think all of that, it's, um, you know, obviously it works out well for Indiana for them to know now that they're getting him back, but all the same, uh, it's a tough break for the kid. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that the, in terms of, and I, I don't want to speak for Trace Jackson Davis because I, I've, I've been able to communicate with him a little bit through this, but I haven't been like, tell me about your process or whatever else. And we're going to talk to him on Monday. I think the, the ultimate kind of, I guess if there was a place where this decision was going to turn, it was going to be in whether or not he could get um, enough teams that would really sell him on the idea that he could go to the G league and work on his game there. And they would feel really good about it because he can't take eight jumpers a game in college. Right. You know, he can he can pepper it in a little bit more. Mike Woodson seems to want him to Hmm. pepper it in a little bit more. But he, you know, if it's January 18th and Indiana's playing Ohio State, like there's going to come a point where Mike Woodson just says, you know, Trace, I need you to go on the post and score some points for us. We've got to win this game. Whereas in the G League, you can can have some nights where you sacrifice team success to work on your game. That's what it's there for. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's this added layer of, well, but there's NIL money and there's not just the money, but also the relationships you might establish through some of that stuff, especially if you're going to be a a four-year IU basketball player. You know, we know what that will do for guys away from basketball later in their careers. Um, You know, in the end, and again, I don't want to put too many words in his mouth, but I think that the appeal of coming back probably didn't, hurt that he has an NBA head coach, you know, a head coach still an extensive NBA resume. You know, the impression we've gotten is that Mike Woodson has other NBA people come through fairly often, observe practice, lend thoughts as much as is allowed, Um, you know, and it's a good team, you know, they, and we'll get into that in a minute, but it's, it's a team that bolstered by his return uh, could very well compete for a big 10 championship in what is, you know, I guess we'll call Trace's senior season, though obviously in theory he has one more after that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it 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 always felt like it was just going to come down to whether or not there was a, there were enough teams out there that were really sold on the idea of putting him in the G League with a path to the to the NBA. And right. again, I think there probably were some teams that, had, that thought about him that way. I know talking to NBA people that I trust, mm-hmm. there were definitely some people that felt that way. Yeah. But 
when he lost the combine, it it, it may have you, you do wonder if it clarified this decision making process for him a little bit. Yeah, I think it had to be, you know, you know, like he had to feel like he couldn't move the needle. I mean, I, and the other question you got to ask him and remember, like he would have had, oh shoot, um, he would have had what thirteen days. He would have had somewhere in the vicinity of, of, of 13 days after, uh, or, or I guess 11, to make an impact, basically, to change things around. Um, and, you know, past the combine, it's like, w- w- would he even have been healthy enough uh, to have a workout? I mean, basically, we don't know how this is affecting him so far. You know, we, we don't know what kind of symptoms he has, you know, the extent to which, you know, it's like, obviously, you know, if, if you get hit by COVID hard, even, even if you're not getting crushed by it and going to the emergency room, um, you know, if, if, if you are like, it can take a lot out of you. I mean, fatigue is a significant portion, um, of the symptoms. So it's like, okay, did, did he, ha- what if he had had an opportunity to move the needle? And I think he just kind of felt like he had to move the needle maybe and, and, you know, get in front of some people, have them convince him, um, that staying in the draft, getting picked in the fifties and, you know, getting a two way was worth it. Um, you know, I think that's another thing is just putting him in a position to let himself get talked in, uh, to, you know, getting a two way and, and, and going to spending most of his first year in the G league, um, you know, all those sorts of things, I think, um, were more possible if he, you know, spends more time around NBA people, you know, again, like I'm presuming he's withdrawing now. So, you know, like he's, he's not going to take any workouts for anybody. Uh, you know, he, he sort of loses all this stuff and, and he must have figured out that maybe it, it wasn't worth it. So I, I think there was a lot more possibility for various permutations of things to happen. And the longer he was in it, um, the longer he had a chance to show off, the longer he had a chance to be around people, the longer they had uh, to maybe make a convincing case uh, for him to take a situation that was going to lead to him being in the G league next year. Um, so, you know, a a lot of moving pieces go away when, when you can't have these workouts, um, and you don't even know when you can be around people next. So that, that I think is, you know, sort of had to push him in that direction. I'm going to save the thing that I suspect people want to talk about the most for the end. So I can force them to listen to all this, um, because I'm a cold hearted bastard. Um, there is kind of this conversation that, that I think gets lost right now in these sorts of decisions about NIL and all this legacy. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at sportsreference.com um, as we speak. Trace Jackson Davis is in all likelihood going to score 2,000 points. Um, the last Indiana player to score 2,000 points in a career was – uh, actually, it was AJ Guyton. Um, there are only five players, including Mike Woodson, in their careers who've ever broken 2,000 points. I think there's a very realistic chance right now. I mean, just to give people a sense for where he's at, right now he's on 1,588 points. If he just scored what he scored last season, he'd finish next season on 2,227 points, which would be third all time behind Calvert Chaney and Steve Alford. Um, He's got a very real chance of threatening Allen Henderson's all-time rebounding record. Um, These stats only go back as far – the breakdown of offensive versus defensive rebounds on sports reference only go back as far as 2000. But he is, in that time period, already Indiana's all-time leader. I guess I shouldn't say all-time. In that time period, nobody has more offensive rebounds in a career – and he's only got 50 fewer defensive rebounds than Christian Wofford. So it's very likely that he's going to 
past both of those players. There's a very good chance he is going to set the IU career record for blocks. Um, and I think the one thing that maybe even he would tell you is missing is some hardware. And, you know, that again, we'll come on to that kind of at the end of this, but, you know, we are now talking about a player who, if he stays healthy through this year, even if this is his last year, which again, he could have the fifth year. And to be fair, he told us that before the third year that there was, you know, there almost certainly wasn't going to be a fourth year. So we'll, we'll just, we won't prognosticate beyond that. Um, we're going to be talking about one of the most statistically accomplished players in IU history. If he attaches any sort of major team achievement to that, I think we're talking about one of the one of the sort of most loftily remembered players in IU history as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that you'll put him in the top five, but you might put him in the top ten to fifteen. Um, you know, when it comes down to this again, I think I think probably that comes down to where winning, like what Indiana does this year, and then if he does come back for a fifth year, just in the hypothetical future, what Indiana does next year. Right, exactly. If if you get five years out of Trace Jackson Davis and he ends up hanging, I don't know, twenty seven, you know, twenty seven hundred points, and I mean, he could break Cheney's record if if he stays a fifth year. Like that's not that's maybe a little bit of a, re- a little bit of a reach, um, but it's not an absurd reach that, that he could get there if if he ends up staying for five years and playing five full seasons, which obviously Capper Cheney didn't get to do, nobody else got to do. Um, so it, it, that puts them up there, and and, and I think he'll be. He'll be remembered very, very well. Um, and obviously it obviously depends on what happens here. It's did it, it, you know, um, he, I, I think to be considered on the same track as, um, you know, even of the Cody Zellers, um, you know, or, or Victor Oladipo's, you know, I mean, he, he's got to have a, you know, play on a great team, you know, at least one great team, at least one that you would say, you know, a sweet 16 or better, um, a big 10 champion or, or top two or three finish there uh, and spend a lot of time in the top 10 um, to, to, to get sort of in, into that sort of higher realm. But um, you know, he'll, he'll definitely be viewed among the top, you know, 15, top 20 guys to ever play at IU. I think if, if he, um, even if he gets through the next year and it's just decent success, if it's, you know, um, a couple top 20, you know, a top 25 team next year, if, if he stays for two, if he has a couple more, um, and, and, and the postscript matters, I think in terms of his legacy, because I think he'll be viewed as the guy who sort of kickstarted the Mike Woodson era by saying, I'm staying, I'm going to be part of this. Um, you know, basically therefore I think what, um, what Woodson ends up doing ends up being connected to what Trace Jackson Davis ends up doing. I mean, even if he's gone for the best of times, uh, even if, even if the, you know, the best seasons, if a national championship happens after him or something, a final four happens after him, he'll still be connected to it because he'll be able to say credibly that this doesn't happen if I don't stay. I had to unmute myself there. It's been a while since I screwed that up. Um, I, I think that leads into kind of the last, sort of bit of this, at least, at least in a flyover view, we will spend the off season talking about this more often or, or, or more in depth. We're literally going to talk to Mike Woodson next week. We're going to talk to Trace Jackson Davis next week. Um, this does put Indiana in the big 10 title conversation. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily anoint them favorites, 
I'd be curious what the betting odds are right now. I'm not going to look them up as we speak, or maybe I will when when you take the, the floor. Um, you would imagine they have shifted in Indiana's favor. There is no front runner in the conference next year. Um, it, it, it is a conference that is going to have to deal with some substantial departures. Uh, Ron Harper's gone. I believe EJ, EJ Liddell, I believe, has is, is, is said he's definitely leaving. Max Christie is leaving. Uh, Michigan State lost somebody else that I'm forgetting all of a sudden. Um, don't know what's going to happen quite at Michigan. We know Hunter Dickinson's back, but uh, Diabate and Houston are both still in the draft. And I think it seems like Houston's trending toward leaving. Illinois is going to have massive turnover. Wisconsin loses Johnny Davis. Obviously, Purdue loses a bunch of guys. Iowa loses a huge piece, though Fran just seems to churn out volume scorers. Um, in a conference where there is not an obvious number one, you look at Indiana and say that there's clearly some stuff that needs worked on. Indiana needs to get a lot better offensively in particular. But the experience that they'll have, the the top-line talent that they'll have, another year of comfort in Mike Woodson's system, a tougher non-conference schedule to maybe sturdy them up for conference play, um, you would absolutely have to see Indiana as one of the favorites to win the Big Ten, to be one of the teams that, if things break right for them, make the most noise in March. Um, it's it's not quite the 2013 season with Tom Crean where you look at it and say, well, you, if you don't do it now, you, maybe you never get a chance to do it. You better seize this opportunity. But this is, you know, if, if, if we would have said that Mike Woodson was slightly ahead of schedule by winning 21 games and an NCAA tournament game and a Big Ten tournament semifinal last year, this is an opportunity for him to really cement some things and to really sort of ground his momentum in, in some stuff that will last in terms of he's recruited well, players have gotten better, results have improved. If he can take this team, which is, again, still needs to iron out some flaws, but is undeniably very talented, and he can achieve something substantial this year, especially with a player in Trace Jackson Davis who ended last season playing the best basketball of his college career, um, then I think you're talking about one, that legacy being secure that you talk about for Trace Jackson Davis, not just as a, a statistically you know, successful player, but also one that, that really prompted something larger than himself during his IU career. And two, really kind of pushing Mike Woodson on. And you don't want to put the cart before the horse, but it, it, at very least, we should be talking about this as a top 15, top 20 team. And as I'm looking at the Big Ten right now, based on, you know, what we know of who's got what coming back. It, I don't, again, I don't put Indiana automatically top of the pile, but there's nobody in that conversation, save maybe Michigan, if they get everybody back, which I don't think they will, that I would look at and say they are clearly better than Indiana. They are, they are obviously better. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, obviously you need to see, we've had so many years where we thought that, okay, these are the two or three best teams. And then somebody shows up, they're like, well, why didn't we think of those guys? Um, and, you know, I mean, like, I don't think anybody knew Johnny Davis. Chris Murray. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, I mean, both Murray's. So like this year, we knew Keegan was going to be pretty good. We didn't know he's going to be top five good. Um, and so that that obviously ends up changing uh, the dynamics a lot. So you get into, you know, w- what you think in July is not necessarily what you're going to be thinking in November um, or and certainly not what you're going to be thinking in January. Um, but no, I mean, they, they have most of the pieces. I mean, I think the... I don't know that anybody has a right off the bat better one two punch when you're talking about Xavier Johnson and Trace Jackson Davis. Um, but obviously a lot of like we said, of the flaws are still there. Um, you know, you 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 have again a lot of talented guys. You have Race Thompson, you have Jordan Geronimo. They gotta prove they can shoot the basketball still. You know, I mean, it's how we, we can go through this a billion times, but they just need more at the two and the three, and they need some guys that can prove they can shoot it because they still, you know, for whatever you want to say about Parker Stewart, he was still the best shooter and he's gone. Um, so, you know, they, they I think it, it does feel it. like the, the conversation around improvement is narrowed in the sense that like a year ago, you just sort of said, this was not a good team last year. There's talent there, but how are you going to fit it all together to go 17 and 12 and not 12 and 17, you know, whatever, you, you know what I'm trying to say this year, it's much more like if you're Indiana, you're really able to count on some things. You know, we talked by the end of last season about how it went from being trace plus some guys to like trace race, probably Xavier Thompson, and then some guys. Now you can sort of look at it and say, you know, this is a successful off season. Now, if we get Jordan Geronimo better, Tamar Bates better and Jalen hood, Shafino adapted in. If, if those three things happen, just those three things, you know, make them better shooters, more consistent, players, particularly offensively, then Indiana's a borderline top 10 team in my mind. Now, you've still got to do those things, but it's a lot less sort of open-ended and just sort of like, hey, you know, close the boggle box and shake it up and see what words appear. And a lot more like, these are the defined ways that Indiana's got to get better. And that can be hard because maybe there aren't a ton, like if you, if you can't do that, there aren't a ton of alternatives. But the flip side is it, it does make the, the conversation of how we get better in the offseason. And by we, I mean Indiana. I don't mean you and me. Because um, uh, we're already awesome as it is. Well, and we're very bad at basketball, and that's not going to change. Also true. Um, it makes that whole conversation of, of, you know, if you're Mike Woodson, you're sitting there with your staff and saying, how do we get better? It's very targeted. It's very clear. And so it's like just – and you can – you know, Trace Jackson Davis is 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 factored in. Race Thompson is factored in. There's little bits and pieces you can ask. Hey, can we make race? Can we continue this sort of budding relationship with the three point line for race? Can we find a way to get Xavier Johnson a, a few more three point shots if he can shoot that consistently? But like, you really can zero in on some stuff. The margins are finer, but the 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 the, the process is also more clear. I think in how Indiana gets better. Yeah. I, the, the one part you put there that I think is really important was that, uh, you know, like there aren't as many alternatives. You're not just guessing, but like what the, the formula, like you said, I think is pretty clear. Like if, if, if those guys, if, if Hood Shafino is, you know, game ready, production ready, hit some threes, you know, make some big plays and play some defense ready to the point that he can start alongside 
uh, Xavier Johnson. Okay, you're you're already further along. You've got a kid that's that's going to be able to defend multiple positions from one to three, um, and handle the basketball, uh, break defenses down, um, score at three levels. Uh, you know, basically, if, if that guy is ready, if that guy is what he purports to be, then you've got a three level score. And if Tamar Bates shows up as what he was purported to be out of high school. And you have another three-level score. And Xavier Johnson has turned into a three-level score, at least did toward the end of the season. So if, if you have those as your three guards, you start with three perimeter scores, three, three guys that, that can score at any level. Um, and so, so uh, then, then you're just massively better. Now, we don't know how far Huchavino has to go. We don't know what it'll be like when you just sort of expose him to the air of, of Big Ten you know, play. But he was obviously effective for a team that won the high school national championship. So he can't be that bad. Um, and, you know, Bates obviously, again, played big time high school basketball himself and didn't translate immediately. Um, so, again, you, you just don't know, but you have to presume he at least has an understanding of what his next step is and, and where he has to go and how far away he was. Um, so that's the moves he can make. I mean, Jordan Geronimo figuring out how he can what his best way of contributing is, if, if, if he can mold some perimeter, you know, uh, skills that, again, w- we both agree weren't quite there. Um, at, at any point last season and turn into a guy that you could play at the three or the four. Um, if, 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 and then he, he becomes more valuable to you and that makes you a lot better. And so, you know, I mean, there, there's other things that are there that are possibilities that are bigger reach, make Trey Galloway a three point shooter, which you haven't seen at all, but you still know that you're going to get contributions from him, particularly the defensive end. Um, and see if, you know, again, if another one of those freshmen by chance, a CJ Gunn, a, uh, you know, Caleb Banks makes a difference, although you know you're going to get something out of Malik Reno. Um, but, you know, really, if, 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 if those like top talented guys that are unproven prove themselves, uh, then the ceiling gets a lot higher and, and then a lot of your questions and your problems are solved. The floor is higher. I think is, is, is kind of where you are. And there's, there's a comfort level. And again, there's more that you feel like you can rely on. And I think it is a, a more rawly talented team. Now, again, it's not ready-made. It's not baked in like maybe 2013 was, but there's, there's an obvious path to greater achievement. Um, And that's, you know, that is obviously because Indiana got the one last bit it was waiting for. The roster's set now. We're past the May 1 deadline for immediate eligibility if you go into the portal. Indiana's not really been recruiting anybody else. They've been holding this spot for Trace Jackson Davis, and now he's going to fill it again. Um, we'll leave it there for today. Again, we will have more next week because we will talk to Trace next week. We will talk to Mike Woodson next week. Um, but between now and then, for the Indianapolis Star, for the Bloomington Herald Times, for Dustin DePirac, I'm Zach Osterman. This has been a Mind Your Banners reaction special, if you want to say. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon.